Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. You may not believe this, but it is still National Poetry Month for three more days. The verbs continue to be excited. Most of the nouns are quietly holding the fort as usual, and the modifiers, adjectives and adverbs, everyone's favorite parts of speech by far, are jostling for position wherever they can possibly fit themselves. I'm going to read you a poem in a minute, but first let's talk about that phrase I just used, hold the fort. I think it comes from at least medieval times and could apply to any colonist incursions onto indigenous land. But Google says its origin was a military order wired by General William Tecumseh Sherman during the Civil War. I'm trying to rid my mind and speech of military terms as a way to foster peace on earth. Boots on the ground and you don't want to die on that hill are two currently popular ones, but there are so many that have weaseled their way into civilian speech. Deadline, grunt work, dodging a bullet, running for cover, loose cannon. Even the whole nine yards, which I always thought was a football reference, knowing nothing about that game, except there is yardage and it's significant, turns out to be perhaps the length of sleeve of ammunition for the guns in World War II fighter planes. I'm not sure deadline is removable from the modern American lexicon at this point, but I never need to say grunt work or blockbuster again. I'm hoping not to die at all, much less on a hillside, so that one's easy too. Different languages, you may know, have a set order when you describe something. In English, it goes like this. Quantity, opinion, size, physical quality, age, shape, color, origin, material, type, and purpose. Alexandra Teague wrote a poem I love about this phenomenon in her book, Mortal Geography. Adjectives of Order That summer, she had a student who was obsessed with the order of adjectives. A soldier in the South Vietnamese army, he had been taken prisoner when Saigon fell. He wanted to know why the order could not be altered. The sweltering city streets shook with rockets and helicopters. The city sweltering streets. On the dusty brown field of the chalkboard, she wrote, the mother took warm homemade bread from the oven. City is essential to streets, as homemade is essential to bread. He copied this down, but he wanted to know if his brothers were lost before older, if he worked security at a 20-story modern downtown bank or downtown 20-story modern. When he first arrived, he did not know enough English to order a sandwich. He asked her to explain each part of lovely, big, rectangular, old, red, English, Catholic, leather, Bible. Evaluation before size, age before color, nationality before religion, time before length, adding and one could determine if two adjectives were equal. After Saigon fell, he had survived nine long years of torture. Nine and long. He knew no other way to say this. I wish you and yours a truly poetical last three days of April.
And if you'd like to fill your heads with more good words, the Sierra Poetry Festival dot org takes place all day Saturday in person at the Miners Foundry in Nevada City. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.